2: You probably fall into one of two categories when it comes to overpowered weapons in games. You either think that they ruin the entire thing, or they make everything a hell of a lot more fun. To be fair, your perspective also probably depends on the game you're playing, how easy the weapon is to obtain, and what genre said OP weapon can be found in. For example, multiplayer games which require careful balancing are a nightmare when an unreasonably powerful weapon enters the mix. I'm looking at you, Halo's energy sword! For this list, we're just looking at RPGs. so you not see an entry for Doom's BFG or the Farsight XR20 from Perfect Dark. I'm Jess from More Culture and here are the 10 most overpowered RPG weapons ever. Number 10. Drizzt Do'Urden's Twin Scimitars – Baldur's Gate You may have come across this guy in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting for D&D, but we're talking about his appearance in Baldur's Gate. Well, more accurately, we're talking about his scimitars. While not easy to obtain, as you'll need to kill him off or distract him for long enough so some foes handle him for you, his trademark scimitars are a phenomenal pair of weapons. Named Icing Death and Twinkle in the Enhanced Edition, and the significantly more long-winded Scimitar Plus 3 Frostbrand and Scimitar Plus 5 Defender in the original games, the weapons are certainly worthy of a legendary Drought hero. So, you know, you're going to want them for yourself. Aside from the impressive damage, that plus 5 on Twinkle making it the best scimitar in the game, icing death gives plus 50% to fire resistance. So if you can pile another 50 on top of that from other items, you can actually heal from fire damage instead of being hurt. You could certainly do a lot worse, assuming that you're comfortable using a hack to get the gnolls to kill off Drizzt. Otherwise, you may get flattened. Number 9. Experimental MIRV Fallout 3 There are plenty of weapons from the Fallout series that deserve to be on this list, and yes before you ask, they are all pretty much nukes or nuke adjacent. We have sidelined the nuke from Fallout 6 on this one though, so we can talk about the experimental MIRV that first appeared in Fallout 3. Like Drizzt's twin scimitars, the experimental MIRV appears in multiple Fallout games, and it's pretty much always a nightmare for those on the wrong end of it. Essentially, we're talking about a modified fat man that shoots eight mini nukes at once instead of just one mini nuke. All of a sudden, behemoths aren't looking so tough. Pretty much anything in your path will instantly be zapped to smithereens, assuming you have ammo. Crafted in just the right way, with a crafting glitch if you're so inclined, and some players have found even the game's lighting engine just gave up as a result of the explosion force. The only downside being if you shoot this bad boy too high up in the air, those tiny nukes might just come down and explode you. Pretty damn epic! And before I move on from Fallout, I do want to mention the recently passed River, who is the inspiration and likeness of dog meat in Fallout, truly the goodest of dogs. Anyway, back to Crazy Weapons. Number 8. Erendite – The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt The Witcher games are stacked with challenging foes to slay, and if we're talking about the best silver swords in the game, most players would put Erendite at the top of their list. There's a trick to wielding this fantastic blade that spans all three games in the series, though. In the first, you'll acquire it from the Lady of the Lake. In the second, it can be imported from the first game, but you unfortunately lose it while stabbing the dragon in the prologue. And in the third game, you'll regain it by completing the quest there can only be one within the Blood and Wine expansion. This is where things get interesting. In an unusual case for the series, this weapon improves through its use, extending to the end game and new game plus. Every consecutive blow increases its damage by 10%, and when you hit 100%, you'll always deal a critical hit. Kill a foe with the sword fully charged, and you'll permanently increase its damage. Given it basically levels with you, this is a no-brainer OP weapon, if you know how to use it. Number 7. Chrysogram, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Okay, so this is the part where I play it a little fast and loose with the definition of RPG, but if you're on board with me here, we've got to talk about this ridiculous weapon from the 1997 PlayStation Classic. The chrysogrim, as it's known in the English version of Symphony of the Night, is basically a souped-up vorpal blade. Now, where the vorpal blade can be swung frequently as you walk, the chrysogrim slashes four times per attack. I'm no mathematician, but that's an awful lot, especially since not only is there next to no recovery on this thing in addition to its substantial range, you basically become a walking ball of death to anything and everything in your path. I should mention this actually isn't the strongest sword in the game, but its raw DPS makes it absolutely the strongest weapon you can get. That's not to say getting a chrysogrim is easy, unless you get very lucky with a random drop. But another perk is that it's only a one-handed weapon. That means if you did manage to get your hands on two, you become an invincible killing machine that can even take out the final form of the final boss, Dracula himself, in less than 30 seconds depending on your level. It's commonly accepted that picking up one of these bad boys makes the game an unfun walkover. Or a super fun murder spree, depends on your perspective. Number six, Oriel's Bow, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. There are a lot of excellent overpowered weapons in Skyrim to choose from, and to be fair, a lot of them are ones you'd craft yourself, but there are some standouts from the in-game legendary weapons. There's the OP Wabbajack Staff, which will either blast magic attacks or turn its enemies into random creatures, or the impressive Ebony Blade that comes with a nice health leech perk. But we're gonna give this entry to Oriel's Bow. Since you'll obviously be playing a stealth archer in Skyrim, any kind of excellent bow is gonna get your attention, and you could do a lot worse than Oriels. This handy little thing was said to once be wielded by the elven god Oriel, and has a base damage of 13, 20 sun damage, and an extra 60 sun damage against the undead, so it's not a good day to be a Drago once you have this in your arsenal. Like the Chrysogrim, this bow doesn't have the best base damage in the game, but it does fire 80% faster than a Daedric bow, so it's going to be your go-to if you're after the best archery DPS in the game. If you use the bow to shoot the sun with the sun-hallowed elven arrows, they'll shoot rays of light at nearby enemies, so that's pretty cool too. There's also a perk where if you shoot at the sun with blood-cursed elven arrows you can blot it out, which is pretty darn handy if you happen to be suffering from an untimely bout of vampirism.
1: Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Number five, The Master Sword. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. A must include entry on this list, but also any list that includes iconic or powerful weapons of all time has to be the Master Sword from Legend of Zelda. The legendary weapon is back and better than ever in Breath of the Wild, where it's absolutely the best weapon in the game, and a pain in the ass to obtain as you'll have to become strong enough to pull it from the ground. Yes, it's all very Excalibur. Being strong enough involves having 13 full heart containers as your health will drain as you're pulling with all your might, and that's how many you'll need to not die. It's an incredible weapon in Breath of the Wild, though, capable of firing sword beams and doubling its damage output in the presence of evil. Not to mention it helps you travel through time in Ocarina of Time, turns the evil king to stone in Wind Waker, and seals the power of evil away forever in Skyward Sword. Perhaps most impressively, in Breath of the Wild, the thing does doesn't break on you. I know that one doesn't sound as cool, but it really is very handy. There's a good reason Link spends so much time in Zelda entries trying to find this thing. Number four, Knights of the Round, Final Fantasy 7. Yes, in a game franchise featuring some of the most gigantic and powerful swords in all of RPGs, I've given the entry for Final Fantasy to a summon. But bear with me, I think you might agree with me here. To add to the validity of this one, this is a melee based summon, so we're tracking pretty close to our OP weapon criteria. Summons are a big deal in Final Fantasy, and in particular, the Knights of the Round Summon is basically your, I want everything in front of me to be dead right now tactic. As you'd guess from the name, you'll call upon a group of Round Table Knights, plus King Artie himself. Then you sit through an incredibly long animation, while these guys do around 9,000 damage apiece. For context, that's enough to down just about everything in the game in one hit. If you paired it with Jewel Summon and a couple of Mimic Materia, you'll be able to trigger it 6 times in a single round, totaling 600,000 points of damage. And look, to say even the biggest bads of Final Fantasy VII are instant toast would be an understatement. Like I said, all you gotta trade in here is the time it takes for this 80 odd second attack to unfold. Number three, Vex Mythoclass Destiny pre enough, the Vex Mythoclast Exotic Fusion Rifle was basically breaking Destiny for a hot second there. And I really do mean a hot second, because as soon as Bungie realized how much this was breaking the game, they nerfed it very quickly. That said, it was incredibly difficult to get at the time, as you had to beat Atheon in the Vault of Glass on hard mode, so plenty of players figured if you were able to get it, you should be able to enjoy its ridiculous power. As the only fusion rifle that could be equipped as a primary weapon that also features solar damage, this weapon was tearing players apart in PvP, so it didn't take long until it became a big problem. On top of that, its combo of smart drift control and zen moment massively cut down on recoil and instability issues, quite apart from a magazine upgrade that could give you a whopping 56 shots per reload. A lot of fun to wield, not fun to be on the other end of. The Vex Mythoclast is unfortunately, or fortunately, a shell of its former self now, but for a while there, this OP weapon burned extraordinarily bright. Number two Prismatic Hammer The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds is a fantastic little RPG that came out in 2019. Now I say little RPG, not because this isn't in experienced hands, I mean it came from Obsidian, but it doesn't take 100 hours to complete, which is nice. One of the great things about it is its sense of humor, and because there's no PvP here, it's just you versus the hordes of multicolored monsters, so you'd expect there's no need to nerf any of its skills or guns, or gigantic hammers. But the Prismatic Hammer, capable of a beastly amount of AoE damage, did indeed get nerfed. Sort of. On consoles, the weapon was properly broken and doing way more damage than the developers intended for it to be able to do, so there it was nerfed. But even post-nerf, there's an argument to be made that it's still far and away the best melee weapon in the game. The Prismatic Hammer is a high-level science weapon that can deal out a devastating sweep attack, as well as a brutal power attack that knocks enemies back. Combine all that with a two-handed melee and maxed science build, weird science perks, and Vicar Max's Mad Max perk that grants an extra 20% science weapon damage, and it's nigh-on unstoppable. If you like to roleplay melee tank builds in your RPGs, then you're going to find a very good best friend in this gigantic hammer. Number 1. Ultima Weapon – Kingdom Hearts 3 Named after the Ultima weapon that first appeared in Final Fantasy VI, which is itself an honourable mention on this list, absolutely, we've got the one Keyblade to rule them all. All the Keyblades are pretty darn powerful, but this one is the best. The name may have already given that away. Whilst hideously OP at 13 Strength and 13 Magic, not to mention including the Combo Boost and Air Combo Boost abilities, the Ultima weapon is at least relatively hard to obtain. You have to grab and register 58 different synthesis materials, and then obtain 4 different types of synthesis items. Once you've dealt with that shopping list, though, you'll be glad you did. The Ultima weapon is at max level when you unlock it, raises max MP by 2, and can carve through gigantuan foes like an electric knife into a Christmas ham… or a hot knife through soft butter. The choice of metaphor is yours, basically what I'm trying to say is this thing is ridiculously OP. The weapon also enables the Ultimate Form ability that lets Sora use Teleport, as well as the likes of Combo Master, Leaf Bracer, and Second Wind, among others. Whether you're across Kingdom Hearts or not, just trust me,